Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-host, Mickey Turner. This is the other voice that you hear. Tim Foss. Of course, Ari Lillian Wall. This has been an extremely weird podcast. Getting dragged all day. So the bottom line is they, they don't have an answer to that. There's a reason they got signed to first team contracts. And if you're not going to give them respect for that, then have fun losing again next Very year. special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounders. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. Joining me today is one of my favorite SB Nation people, Matt Montgomery of RSL Soapbox. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks. It's uh, it pleases me greatly to be called one of your favorites. I I'm sure you say that to everybody, no, but no. I will. I'm gonna take it. No, you should take it. You're don't tell anyone else I said this, of course. But um, no, I I do. I think I love RSL soapbox. It's like uh, it has a special place in my heart uh, for many reasons that we don't need to get into right yeah. now. But uh, so RSL sneakily having a pretty good season like this is a team that was like almost literally left for dead this offseason yeah so th- this is where like the outside perspective and the inside perspective seem to differ quite a bit yeah I, um, bet. I think we're doing okay um but we've we've dropped you know important points at home repeatedly uh and that's given me some like cause for concern uh we won against vancouver you know on saturday friday friday um but, you know, but we're at like 1.7 points per game, which is pretty good in MLS. Uh, so while I'm, you know, like I, I appreciate that in there, internally we think it pretty poorly. Uh, it's nice to hear that externally we're at least garnering some respect. Uh, it's been a, a whirlwind of, uh, you know, however long it's been. A year, actually, since Deloy Hansen uh, ate his own foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's been you know. In case you don't know, RSL is essentially like in in like a receivership. Uh, like they are like MLS essentially is running the team. Deloy Hansen is technically still the owner, but he's like just writing checks. He's not. He doesn't have any control over the team, as far as I understand it. And so the the team is is running essentially on on kind of like a shoestring budget and not. Uh, not able to sign a bunch of expensive players, although they still managed to sign some interesting players. Uh, most notably, uh, Rubio Rubin, who is enjoying an absolutely fantastic season uh, as like the surprise. I don't, I don't know. I, I think he's a surprise. Are, are you guys surprised at, at the season he's having? Yeah, I think so. So when he joined the club, uh, I'd been, you know, I, I'd seen what he'd been doing at San Diego. I think a lot of American soccer fans had. Like it, it was exciting to see him, like, join up with Landon Donovan, find, like, some semblance of form. And he found more than, like, a semblance of it. He scored, like, seven goals in five games or something uh, pretty obscene. And while while his record uh, with RSL isn't quite, quite that spectacular, uh, he's definitely started really well. He's got four, four goals in the seven games we've played like we're almost through 25 percent of the season and he's he's you know excelling 
Uh, the interesting wrinkle there is that we've got Bobby Wood coming in, uh, in literally, I mean, he's here now. Uh, there is, I think, an outside chance he plays on Wednesday. Oh. Uh, although I, you know, that I could be wrong. I, it, it's an outside chance to be sure. Um, the, you know, the, the little tip I got there was that Rubin played 90 minutes on Friday. Uh, and maybe that was because we were chasing the game. Certainly, like, Freddy Juarez has been a little more cautious with him uh, and with a mid-game. Anyway, so all that all that aside, uh, Rubin's been a revelation. And it's it's really exciting to see him not just come into his own, uh, because I started before he joined Real Salt Lake, uh, but to come in and fit into a group, though, quickly and seamlessly. It's not something I get to see every day. Yeah, he has been, uh, you know, he, he's, you probably have seen him, in highlights because he scored some amazing goals. And it's, it's interesting because this was frankly a player that we never, like we always heard that he was this great talent, but he had never put it together at the professional level. Like he, you know, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, he scores his bicycle kick goal early in the season and they ask him, well, you ever scored a goal like that? He's like, Oh yeah, I scored a goal like that in training one time. And it was like, so clearly someone was seeing, maybe he was seeing, all this play, but the rest of us were really not getting to see Rubio Rubin playing at his best. And it was, you know, it was just a very interesting thing to see him scoring the way that he is. Yeah. It's hard to argue, right? Like um, we've had our troubles this season, like Albert Usnack's underperforming. We have three until like last week, we had three center backs Um and one one of whom is very error prone. One of whom is like, you know, uh, basically. I mean, he's not a rookie. Eric Holt is. I think he's in his third year, but he's uh, he's a wrecking ball, and not in like the really appealing way. Um, so you know, it's it's fun to see like a signing that's really taken off, um, and it's hard to hard to fault that. Um, and it's fun to see him alongside like, another new signing in Anderson Julio, who has been uh, not quite the same like level of excitement for us, um, but he provides a different look. And that that paired with, like, we've got our, our star player who's underperforming. We've got, uh, you know, a, a mix-and-match roster. Uh, it's it's working out in some, like, surprising and weird ways. You know, you, you kind of alluded to this, that the record is maybe a little deceiving, you know, three, one and three is a good record, but it is worth pointing out that most of that success, almost all of that success has come at home. Yeah, that's it's yeah, you're right. We haven't been away from home much. Right. Uh, and our, our good record is largely at home. We did have, we, we won in our opening game, I believe on the road. And that was, that was nice. Um, it's hard to evaluate because like week to week, we've felt very different. Um, so it's hard to say, like, how do we look away from home? Um, like, philosophically, uh, Freddie Juarez, our coach, uh, tends to talk in ways that make it sound like he wants the team to play the same way at home and away from home. But, like, from a practical perspective, you don't see that quite as much. Now, there there are lots of factors that go into that, right? Like, teams play differently at home, so the way you play against teams away from home naturally changes, Right. Uh, there's there's no getting around that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I would expect like a a more conservative RSL, 
Um, but troublingly, I think we're actually really bad when we're conservative. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to get around that because, uh, you know, we're, we're a team that's good when we have the ball, uh, and bad when we don't, I don't expect us to have the ball much against Seattle. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of bracing for impact here, which, uh, you know, it, it could be better. It could be worse. So the, the Sounders have not had a ton of success in RSL, but they have sort of dominated. They've really dominated this series at Lumen Field over the last uh, quite a few years. I think going back to 2013, I think I saw that they're like, a, I want to say 11, oh, one and two or something like that. They, they have a long winning record. I, I, I can't believe I'm misquoting my own stat here, but uh, they – the Sounders have been very good against RSL at home uh, over the years. Uh, is this, what are you expecting from RSL coming into this game? Yeah, I've been to enough of those games where RSL really uh, flubbed it in Seattle. Um, now, notably, we uh, we did really well in Seattle, but it was playing against LA Galaxy in 2009. Yes. So I just want to call attention to that. Like, we have had some success at uh, whatever your stadium is called these days. I. Lumen Field, honestly. Lumen Field. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. It's right. a, some product. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so so uh, I'm. Yeah, we're we're pretty bad in Seattle, and like some people like to blame the turf. Some like to blame that we had like a slew of midday games, and maybe we're bad in those. Um, I like to blame Garth Loggerway personally. Uh, he's sort of my scapegoat for most things these days. Yeah, uh, and I hope Seattle fans appreciate him um, because I miss him. Yeah, I God, I hope we, I hope we appreciate. It. I don't, I you never know, right? It it's always hard to appreciate the the great talent that you have, and you always pine for something better. But Garth has been pretty damn reliable since he since he got here. He's put out some pretty good teams, and uh, and the, the centers have, a, have another good one. Uh, they have been, you may have heard this, they, they're putting together right now what is uh, essentially a record in MLS, 810 minutes without allowing a goal from the run of play. And I don't know, is that, is that create, like, is, is RSL particularly good on set pieces? Is this a team that is set up to, to, to break the Sounders down? Yeah, so we were talking about this on our podcast uh, just yesterday. Um, we are really bad from set pieces, except one in particular. Uh, and that's the long throw in from like 10 yards away from uh, the end line, uh, the Rory Delap special. Um, so we've got Aaron Herrera right back who apparently can throw, I mean, he can put it into the box. And uh, as someone who couldn't c come even close to that, I assume that's really good. Um, maybe it's fine. Um, teams don't seem to expect it from us. So... Um, having just scored a goal that way, I don't expect it to work again uh, for a while. Um, but other than that, like our our corners have been, um, I don't know. There's got to be a word worse than miserable that I can use on like a moderately family friendly <laughs> podcast, right? Um, it, it just utter failure on corners. Um, Albert Usnak is our, our corner taker. And I think the bulk of his struggles are like, you can really see them in the corners he's taking uh, because they are, 
they're either way too short, they're way too long. Um, occasionally they go out for a throw in without any intervention. Now we did have a corner go out for a th for like an opposing throw in on on Friday, and that's how we got that that throw in headed goal. Um, but I think that was largely coincidence and not a uh, not by design. Um, as far as free kicks, uh, it's been a while since we actually had free kick in a dangerous position that I can recall. <laughs> um, so I will be uh, eagerly awaiting uh, a goal from the run of play from RSL, um, just to spoil things a little bit. That's that's my only hope. Just one. Yeah. Well, uh, fair enough. Fair enough on that. As far as that goes. Uh, so what's your expectation going into this one? Are you are you feeling good about it? Or are you I don't know. What's your what's the vibe? What's the RSL vibe? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's I wouldn't say buoyant. Uh, you know, we did just win three one with two stoppage time goals. Um, so like mo the mood is positive. Um, that was against Vancouver at Rio Tinto Stadium. So, you know, their their home field uh, yeah. <laughs> of sorts. Uh, and, you know, that that's boosted spirit a little bit. But at the same time, like, I think we know who we are. If we see somebody like Bobby Wood play, uh, that'll probably be a win, um, even if we lose. So it, it feels very transitional right now. We've got two other players who are awaiting visas and, and should be joining at some point. Um, and Tony Datkovich at center back and uh, Joni Hernan Joni uh, Mendez, sorry, at uh, winger. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bobby Wood for me is going to be the the one to watch. If we if he's even in the lineup, I'll consider that a, a net win. Uh, and that's probably not the most positive outlook on the game, but you know, I'll take what I can get at this point. So let's end on this note. Uh, any updates as far as a potential sale goes? Um, I, I wish I had something, I wish I had anything to offer there. Um, the thing I've been banking on is that the Utah jazz are out of the NBA playoffs, uh, which sad, all of us in Utah are sad about it. Um, my, uh, it's not even suspicion. It's just like rank speculation with nothing to back it up is that Ryan Smith is waiting for that. And then he'll buy rail Salt Lake. I have no idea if that's even close to true. Um, but, you know, we've got to have something to give us a little hope these days because uh, the, the radio silence or the the idea of being picked up by private equity uh, is not encouraging, to say the least. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think that RSL is the only remaining team openly on the market now that Houston and Orlando have just have, have been sold. So I suppose that's that's got to be good news i think uh to be the only team yeah, on the market I, I hope so and uh i think if ryan smith listens to uh the rsl soapbox podcasts at all he knows that we have offered to let him change the name to ryan salt lake oh um so you know so hopefully that that extra incentive really does something yeah and by we would... i mean we running the podcast yeah yeah no i think that's I mean, that's pretty big incentive right there. I like that. Uh, but yeah. all right, well, uh, Matt, thank you for doing this. Uh, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure to catch up with uh, my friends over at RSL Soapbox. Uh, where, can, where else can people find you other than rslsoapbox.com? Uh, they can find us on Twitter. Um, 
at RSL Soapbox. Uh, Lucas runs the tweet the tweets these days, and they're they're much better than my personal tweets, which are usually about other things. Um, but at, that's the crossbar RSL for any who uh, wish to subject themselves to that sort of content. Uh, not that it's objectionable; it's just you know it, it runs the gamut from uh, Japanese city pop to like a sci-fi podcast I've been running. So. <laughs> It's all well, that might place. be really up the alley of of uh, sounder at heart readers, so don't sell yourself short there. Oh, that's fair. But, uh, <laughs> well, thanks, right. Jeremiah. It's been a pleasure to be on as, as usual. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're listening to the Sounder at Heart podcast, and uh, we will catch you next time. <laughs>